Hi everyone, I'm Jane Applegath and welcome to the Epic Vision Zone. Our goal with this show and company is to bring you trailblazing women from around the globe to share their ideas, their knowledge and inspiration to transform your dreams into epic success. Today's epic female entrepreneur is Kim Schock. Kim is the founder of Kim Shock Lux Women's Wear, a beautifully crafted and empowering collection of classic pieces with a feminine urban edge. With an eye for detail and a mind for creativity, Kim says she's an amalgamation of her father, who was a biologist, and her mother, who is an artist. Some of her best pieces have been inspired by something she literally threw on a mannequin and had a voila moment. She calls it the beauty of a happy accident. Inspired by nature and architecture, Kim's designs are both delicate and compelling, offering a new take on work, casual and evening wear available at unexpected prices. Kim says her customer is an artistic, strong woman, and this is reflected in her style. Strong supporter of US infrastructure, Kim believes in buying American made in America and producing in the US. Her designs are a chance to remind women of their values and literally wear them in the form of fashion that offers a chance to express individuality, strength, and change for a more femininely bold future. Welcome, Kim. Well, thanks, Jane. <laughs> that was so nice. You're very welcome. I am so pleased to have you here and reconnect. I've known Kim for a number of years off and on, and I am personally a huge fan of Kim's work. I, in fact, have one of her beautiful tops on. Yes, you do. Uh, yes, I do. And <laughs> I was so pleased when she agreed to be on here because this is about creative entrepreneurs as well as those who are in coaching and business and product. So I am so excited to get started. Becoming a creative entrepreneur, when did you first realize you wanted to pursue a career as a creative entrepreneur in the design industry? Well, actually, it, it, more, it, it evolved. So what happened was I had a store and we would buy for the store and there needed, we needed like certain essentials that we just couldn't find. So I started making them and um, from then, I uh, started kind of listening to my customer and uh, I guess in, in essence, marketing. So the store you were in, was that fashion? Oh yeah, it was my store. It was just this little boutique in DC and we were cutting edge. Uh, we were the first to carry lines in the, in the in their mid to late 90s, like Rebecca Dannenberg and Trina Turk. We were the first people in DC to carry Trina Turk. And um, yeah, that's kind of where my story started, really. But I had been sewing before that anyway. So of course, I, I, I you know, I brought that to the table. When, when I needed a wool jersey t-shirt, I just, you know, set up a little sewing area in the back of the store. Yeah, and whipped it up. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Well, then your inspiration were other designers, which often happens. You know, we'll see oh, something yeah. that we like and, and we get inspired. And, and that's how I work as well. I get inspired. My inspiration is words. But definitely I could see that happening. And then 
you started in the fashion industry. So how did you get your first start other than, you know, you went, were in the retail end of it, but delving into and considering this is maybe what I really want to do. Where did you get that start and how did that unfold? Okay. So we closed the store and then I had three kids. And when the littlest guy who was a happy accident was about four years old, I started getting the inkling again. And in between at the beginning of the, of the baby, of the baby era, let's just call it the baby era. I started wholesaling vintage clothes and started getting relationships with, um, people who own stores in the area. I started sewing and then brought the, the pieces, individual pieces to the boutiques that I had relationships with. And that's kind of where I started. Then I started doing these kind of high end juried craft shows. And that's really when the ball started rolling because then I got to have one-on-one -on -one relationships with my customers. I, I discovered who my girl was and, uh, and then I, I was also able to tweak fit and tweaks, you know, sub, tweak subtly tweak styles. And um, yeah, that's really, I can't tell designer clothing, people who are artists or clothing designers, I can't say enough how important the craft fair life is. And I'm sure it was extremely rewarding too, because that kind of an experience for an artist, because uh, I've worked with artists and when they see someone who, and when you, you deal with someone who loves what you're doing, you feel such gratification, don't you? You do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's great feedback, especially for an artist. So your design inspiration, and you touched on it just briefly with your last answer, you said, your inspiration is for the strong woman. Um, I read a little bit about, you said strength versus femininity, our, our architectural silhouettes. Tell it, give us a little bit of insight into that vision that you have. Well, I've always, I've always been kind of pushed and pulled by things that are opposite. I, I, I my, my designs are strong but there is also softness in them. And if I do a very structured uh, garment, there will be an element of, of, you know, girliness to it. I'm both, you know, I just think most people are both. I, th I find that's the most balanced and most interesting design. And I do get a lot of my inspiration from um, Japanese, uh, the Japanese art and Japanese, there's all sorts of Japanese arts that are just like kind of obscure, like the Japanese art of charcoal making or the Japanese art mm. of mending broken pottery. And I try to incorporate that into my designs and, and, you know, and, and think about how I can bring that kind of aesthetic to, um, to my designs, how I can make it practical and still balanced and unbalanced at the same time, because that's what I, I think they do right, along with other right. things too. There's, I mean, Japanese is a very natural, uh, they, the art forms are very nature inspired. They're very one with nature. And, um, and I, I mind my, my designs do have that. And they also have a vintage, uh, a vintage spin. I spend a lot of time looking at Edwardian and Victorian clothes and thinking about suffragettes and, um, you know, are the first strong girls, you know, the people who got us our votes. 
it's it's wonderful how creatives, especially, they draw inspiration from all different avenues, um, and and it really does blend itself in your line because you do have the the fine, clean aesthetics, but then you bring in a little tuck here or a flare there, and that brings in the femininity. So I can really yep. see it in your clothing. The impact of our fashion choices and why they matter. Now, this is really important for entrepreneurs to hear because for many of us, the choice lately has been whether or not we should get out of our pajamas in the morning, you know, because of what's happened in our society and COVID and all of that. But as entrepreneurs, especially because we are our brands, when we come forward into the world, whether that be on Zoom, whether that be on stage, whether that be meeting a client. So the impact of our fashion choices have on our character and our brand and what that means for us as entrepreneurs and why it's so important. Yeah, well, a very wise person once told me when he found out I was a clothing designer and at the beginning of my business said, do not step foot out of your house without something that you made. So, I mean, I go to the gym wearing my clothes and and yeah, it's not the, <laughs> the zippered structured Leanna maxi dress, but it's a, it'll be, you know, a cropped, the cropped Wilhelmina jacket that kind of has a sweatshirt sensibility, but it's a really, really cute sweatshirt. And I have to say, I'm all in for feeling comfortable, but you can do both at the same time. You can look fabulous and look comfortable. And also remember, this is your time. I mean, stepping out anywhere is your time to tell people who you are and why not do it without even speaking? I mean, clothes are such a gift, really. It's, it's the beginning of anybody. It's, you know, it's the first thing people see. It's, you know, and you're saying what you want to say. Yes, it's your first impression, but you're absolutely right. Your clothes do the speaking for you when you make that yep. impression. And um, it, it does make a difference. And I, I love that piece of advice that they said that don't step out without a piece of your own clothing on. So yep. there you go, because, you know, you're a designer and it would behoove you if, you know, you had something and someone said, I love that. Where did you get it? And you say, well, as a right. matter of fact, it's, it's just whip out your card. And exactly, exactly. But yes, I love that because first impressions are everything. And they also say a lot about who you are uh, and your character. So the best advice for mompreneurs. Now you said that you went into the baby phase and you had some children and you're, you still have your kids around and you know, you're a, you're a mom, you're a wife, you're a, you've got your own business, you're an entrepreneur. So what's the best advice that you can give to a mompreneur? Well, it's advice I can't really, um, I, I can't really, I try to follow, but I don't, but I fail a lot. And that is, it's really important to be, to not beat yourself up because there's, you know, going to be a lot of times those teeth aren't brushed or, um, you know, whatever's not done that is supposed to be done. And, um, yeah, so be easy on yourself and, and don't beat yourself up. And because that causes stress and anxiety when you do, and when you're stressed and anxious, you cannot be the best that you would hope to be. You're not at your best. If you're stressed out, you're just not at your best. So right. however you and can kind of check it, you know, check your stress level. 
Right. And, and be aware that you're, we're, we actually stress ourselves out. We do it to ourselves. Individuals who are thinking of entering the creative space as an entrepreneur, it is different than others. And is there any particular advice that you would give uh, a person who might be listening and saying, I'm, they're an artist or they're a designer, or, you know, they're a, even a chef because chefs are very creative what advice you might give them that you have gone through? Oh, I've got a good one. And I, I've got one that, that separates the people who can kind of flatline and not grow to the people who like can skyrocket. And it's, right. and it's flexibility because artists, even though they're creative in a la la land and like whimsical or whatever, are often so rigid about their product or their art mm. or whatever it is they're making that they can't see they can't see the importance of pivoting at a specific at a specific point whether it's with the business kitty kitty or it's um <laughs> with their art <laughs> sorry here we are live and we have my kitty cat who really wants to be part of the interview and i have no idea why she never That's has okay. before she must she be feeling me. a cur <laughs> yes i keep like oh my god here she comes again oh well anyway it's fun it breaks it up but okay so flexibility yeah and here we are being flexible thing. yes yep. absolutely uh most important thing that is so key uh because you're right it it that actually is great advice for anybody i mean mm -hmm. creatives uh you know i know that they you said that you know they tend to be more all over the place but there's also the fact that those who are have a more linear mindset, they are so rigid in their thinking that sometimes they grind themselves to a halt because Absolutely. you know everything has to be perfect. And if it's not, they just can't move forward. And per perfection is, is subjective. I mean, yeah. my perfect is not your perfect and so on and so forth. So there is no such thing as perfect, quite frankly. It's all a matter of perspective. It's totally perspective. And a, a girl came to me the other day, an artist, and she's like, I can't get into these shows, these juried shows that I was telling mm -hmm. you about. And, and I'm like, well, I can tell you exactly what you need to do. And I, and I started telling her and I could hear the click. Like I could hear she wasn't hearing me. She just, it was too much for her. And I'm like, well, you know, that's fine. She'll come back if she, if she has, and trust me, her art is beautiful on its own. It does, it really doesn't need to be changed or there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing that's not beautiful about it. But if she's trying to get into a show, I can tell her what she needs to do. Um, but I could see, I could, I could sense she couldn't, she couldn't absorb it at, at that sure. moment. And maybe she right. will later, you know? So advice to your younger self. If you could go back in time and tell yourself one thing before beginning your career, what would it be? This is pretty easy. I have learned through the years to be very careful. And this is specifically with my sewing. When I first started sewing, I was a hot mess. It's like the seams didn't have to match and I'll finish it at the end. Now, if they're not like, if my pattern if my papers are perfectly lined up to fit exactly as it should, I'm like, ah! <laughs> and I guess it's, you know, I guess it's 180. Like I could take it back a, a step now that it's so, um, you know, it's almost OCD at this point. But um, 
you know, pattern making, which is part of what I do, is a very particular art form. And it has to be exact. There's an exact, you know, there's an exactness that it needs. And um, so for anybody who is going into uh, clothing design, do your math homework. Stay in school, kids. <laughs> yes, you wouldn't think those two go together, would you? But yes, I could see that. Math. D detail and and uh, you know figuring out the numbers and and how it all coordinates and comes together, and that's interesting because your father was a biologist, so I see that part coming from your your father's side. All of the the details and the research and the, you know yep. digging into what works and what doesn't work and and how yes. we can make this better. Yeah, I understand that. So so yes, if you're going to be in the fashion industry, get to your math homework. Yeah. Because as Kim said earlier, <laughs> you used to stress over armholes. And I thought that was hysterical. You said, oh my gosh, I'm just so done with these armholes. I used to stress over them and figure out why aren't they working? And now you're much better. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. I just thought that was hysterical because I just can't envision myself stressing over armholes, but that's another, another day, another story. So social media and the fashion industry. What role do you think social media plays today in the fashion industry? I love Instagram. I think it is the biggest gift that could possibly be given to any visual artist or anybody offering any kind of uh, service. I mean, what other place like lets you just put your stuff together down on a silver platter and and present it like with the best of them. You know, it, Instagram is amazing. Instagram is my favorite. Uh, of course, it's my favorite social media. And, you know, I spend a lot of time on my Instagram. I make movies. I make my own movies. I edit everything myself. It's ridiculous. It's like I've learned how to do video. I mean, I need to just stop. It's <laughs> becoming but another creative do, career. <laughs> it, it really is. It's a huge creative outlet for me when I get tired of doing uh sewing i'll just go and you know paint a you know paint an illust uh, a photograph somehow and if you check out my instagram you'll see and i know you have jane yeah yeah um and the other the other thing i love uh is tiktok is amazing if anybody's on tiktok um girls that's or and guys tiktok has so many like there's a whole part of TikTok that's like, it's called TikTok business or business, hashtag business TikTok, where you can learn how to invest money. You can, you can learn how to do Photoshop on TikTok. And it's all so easy to find. The search engines are much easier than um, the search engines on Instagram and uh, YouTube. And it's, it's fabulous. TikTok, mm, love. Wow. I'm not on TikTok, but I know that it's, it's widely used. Um, but I do, you, you I do. I need to get on it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'll I'll have to go to you then to uh, figure out how it works because uh, yeah, I'm like you. Instagram is my my favorite and my go-to, and for your industry particularly, it is a gift because what it does is provide you with a storefront. It provides yes. you with a platform so you could say, "Look, what I've just designed," or "Here I am, busy at work. Don't miss my fall collection." Um, anticipation and reaching people from around the globe. I mean, oh my gosh. 
And anybody who has a business today needs to be on social media. And once again, because there is so much work to do, and and I've and on this summit, there are some fabulous people who are doing great things with social media. Reach out to them, learn their resources because they can help. And and if you don't have the time or in, the inclination, because that can be very overwhelming as well to do it yourself, hire somebody because yes. that will move your business forward. But don't avoid it. Uh, and I agree completely. Um, so I may have to get someone to do my TikTok for me. Even though I know you have at to least be get your TikTok on. name, at least get okay. your name. You know, my do name. nothing else. Right. You don't have to send. You don't have to make TikToks, but just get your name in there so nobody yeah. else can get it. Okay, I thank you so much for that great advice. I'll go. <laughs> I'll go forward and do that. That I could do <laughs> for sure. I won't have to hire somebody for that one. No. Nope. So, being a designer, what is your favorite part about being a designer? Uh, I love. Well, I love creating a bullseye. Like, you know, there's, I, I, I make things a lot and they're just, I'm like, oh, I can do this and I can do this and I'll make this, these pair of pants this way and then I'll make them and they just look terrible. Like, I'm like, whoa. Um, but every, you know, once, uh, once every like six or seven times I'll make something and it will be perfect. Like the perfect mm -hmm. fabric for that pattern and that style. I made this pair of pants yesterday and they are phenomenal. I'm still on a high. They're like the light, most lightest weight. It's almost like you're naked, but you have a full pair of pants on. I can't even explain how amazing this is. It's like the best summer pants that you could possibly imagine. It's, it's super, just super thin uh, fabric and I've layered it enough so that it's not see-through that um uh but it's still so lightweight it's they're just phenomenal but anyway mm -hmm. that's that's what i'm talking about like that's the kind of bullseye i'm talking about here's a great question and i i would just love for you to answer this being in the fashion industry what is the biggest fashion faux pas that you see for business women and what can you suggest for them to avoid it Honestly, Jane, I thought about that and I really had no good answer. I mean, you're going to dress how you want to dress. And I'm like, go for it. You know, you be you. Or no, as my son says, you do you. Um, the one thing I can say is treat people kindly. If you're a boss, I, I, I can't stand when, especially in the fashion industry, uh, you know, people in the fashion, I bend over backwards to be nice to people because my industry is terrible. And you know what, Jane? So is yours. It's like people get, it's the little guy gets trampled on in, in film and video and all of that. So I'm all about kindness, man. It's like you can come to me at any point and ask me anything and I will do my best to help you or answer or, you know, be as giving as I possibly can be. Um, and that doesn't happen enough in this industry, you know? Yes, absolutely. But because you are that way, people will remember you and you'll yeah. be receiving. It's just, it's huh. the way it, what goes around comes around for sure. Any last words of advice for our audience? Okay, for you young designers out there, be patient. Do not expect something to happen overnight. This took me a long time, a long time of hard knocks. Scraping my How knees, getting you... up. 
Uh, I would say I've been sewing for, I mean, I've been sewing for 20 or for 30 years and doing this business I've been doing for about 10. And last year, pre-pandemic, right before the pandemic hit was the first year where I was just, I saw it, man. I was like, yeah, I made it. Um, and then the pandemic hit and I took oh, a, no. I took, you know, a year off and I'm like, my, my little son who's 12 is like, mom, just go into sleep mode. Don't worry about it. You know, he talks computer jive. So um, now picking up to where, to almost exactly to where I left off, I'm like, people are hungry for choice. They want interesting clothing. They want interesting art. Um, people are ready to shop and it's, it's awesome. But that's beside the point. This point of what I'm saying is you're playing a long game here. Be patient. Be patient. That's great advice. Yeah. Because then when we don't, that's what sends us into overwhelm. Yeah. Yep. And that whole cycle starts all over again. Yep. Uh, that is great advice. Be patient. So was there any offer that you wanted to share with our audience? Sure. What I was going to say, and uh, you can get on my website, kimshock.com. And I just put in a discount code for 10%. It's called Jane10. <laughs> All capitals. <laughs> and uh, it will be available for uh, until next Thursday. So wonderful. Well, thank you, Kim. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be phoning all my friends. <laughs> Get on Kim's <laughs> website. That is I never so do this. <laughs> yeah, I know. She doesn't. That is so generous. Oh my gosh. And like I said, her pieces are classic and they are timeless and they are quality, which I really love. Um, so I wanted to say, because we're here on the Epic Vision Zone, my final question to you is if your life were an epic story, what would the title be? Well, this is a great question, actually. Um, Thank you. It's not exactly an epic, but it is a, it's a Greek story about um, a guy in Hades, which was the afterworld, and his name was Sisyphus. and he was technically in hell and his hell was he had to roll 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 a boulder up a hill and when he got that boulder to the top of the hill he would get to get out of hell so he would roll the boulder up the hill and then get almost to the top and the boulder would fall back down the hill that's my story <laughs> well, that's Until your story now, i feel like uh -oh. i feel like since i feel like i finally got that boulder to the top of the hill so maybe your title will be the boulder over the hill. Yeah, it's <laughs> a busy, uh, like, uh, yeah, you think of this, you're the word person, so. Yeah, right, so. but I love the story, the, the, yeah, the metaphor, I, I get it. And that, that goes right back to your advice. Be patient, but don't yeah. give up, but don't, don't give up. up. Yeah, that's the key. Well, Kim, I once again I wanted to thank I want to thank you so much for being with us here today and sharing your knowledge and your inspiration with entrepreneurs at every level. And be sure to check out Kim's bio at in the Summit directory where you will find that incredible offer and all the information to connect with Kim and her social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram, her website. And thank you again. And be sure to follow me on Instagram at Jane Applegath and check out how you can become an epic entrepreneur at janeapplegath.com. 
This is the Epic Vision Zone, transforming your dreams into epic success. Congratulations for signing up for the Female Entrepreneur Revolution. We're bringing you some of the most exciting female entrepreneurs from around the globe to share with you their knowledge, their ideas, their inspiration, and more importantly, their resources to elevate you to prosperity and freedom. And by being here, you're on the cusp of something great, your epic future. I'm Jane Applegath, founder of the Epic Vision Zone and producer of the Female Entrepreneur Revolution. Be sure to get your VIP pass and join me after the summit on June 16th for a very special VIP coaching session where we'll have hot seating, summit Q&A, and a special guest appearance by one of our speakers just for you where we'll ignite your vision, up-level your confidence, and set you on the path to your dream's epic success. This is your opportunity calling. It's time to take action. Get your VIP pass now. I can't wait to see you on the other side.